Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Bandwagon Nerds is taped in front of a live studio audience. I, I say, I say, I say, we roll with that, Tony. I say that is the perfect beginning to bandwagon nerds this week, since we've been thrown completely off by the absence of our fearless leader, who had real world activities at the eleventh hour to deal with. Hello again, fellow basement dwellers. This is the other half of the dynamic duo, or the whoever is on this show on a regular basis. It's uh it's the the lawyer, Big Dave Unger, coming at you here on this lovely Sunday morning to talk with you about all sorts of stuff on the Bandwagon Nerds podcast. As we indicated, Patrick O'Dowd absent today. Like we said, last second stuff happening. But I am not alone, of course. I am here with one of the other pretty regular guys, the one and only the Reverend Ray Cash. Ray, how are you doing? This is going to go fantastic. 
It's already starting <laughs> off well, right? You know, with, yeah. with sound bites I'm... going going awry, and 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 there's only one person that we can throw under the bus for that mishap, and that is the the hooded one who is anxiously awaiting the start of the NFC Championship game as his Packers go for another uh, NFC Championship trophy. It is the one and only PC Tunney. How are you doing, buddy? Gentlemen, I am. I'm doing well. I'm eagerly anticipating. We're about forty-ish eh, minutes away from kickoff, and uh, yeah, that's where my mind's at. But I, but I'm happy to be here and talk a little nerddom with you guys. Uh, it should be a good time today. Too bad Patrick had to go. Hopefully, everything goes well for him, and we'll see him. See him in two weeks. Yeah, we're, we won't have Pat next week either. He's uh, these kids, man. I tell you, kids. They just they just tend to fuck up everything, don't they, Ray? You know, you know. What well, I'm talking you know. About. I- I just finished my my forty eight hour Uno game, which actually ended up being uh what seven days, and it was a long game. One hundred sixty eight uh, hours. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Look. Thank you. I'm not a math person, and uh, that tournament it, it was not tournament. It was one game. Pretty serious. God damn. How do you make an Uno game last that long? I, I don't understand that. Lots of decks. <laughs> yeah, you're using like twenty five decks or something, and a yeah, bunch of so reverses. Please- it's like a really bad game of blackjack that's tilted in the casino's favor. There's like 400 decks in blackjack there. <laughs> Sounds like typical Vegas to me. I mean, there's always uh, bullshit going on there. I try and find a single deck blackjack game every time I get to Vegas. I read something today that uh, was funny. This lady says that she won. She hit the lottery in Canada, like $60 million, because she used the numbers out of her husband's dream. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. And then come to find out that she's been using those same numbers for 20 years. Your husband had a dream 20 years ago. I'm like, well, okay. If you use the same numbers every week for 20 years, yeah, chances are you might hit eventually. So it lost a lot of the impact. I'm like, well, that's lame. So so you're telling me there's a chance? I I am telling you there's a chance, Ray. Absolutely. There's always a chance. So... Uh, let's, let's get into it though. Let's, uh, let's roll right along. So maybe we can uh, expediently run through this and Tony won't have to cut out too early and leave us, leave it just me and Ray, which is fine. You know, I'm, I'm cool with the reverend. I'm cool with the reverend, you know, but, um, let's get into, I know Pat had some stuff he wanted to talk about. We added something in there. Uh, and I do want to talk about that, but let's get into WandaVision episode three that's what everybody's here for no one wants to hear about football or hockey or or curling or synchronized swimming they want to hear about wandavision so curling curling is dope though is it though it's kind of dope yeah rooms on ice you know that's just like uh your opinion man (laughs) thank you mr lebowski for that uh wonderful input at that point in time which was very accurate uh yeah curling can be interesting i'd rather watch that than than synchronized swimming let's put it that way there you go facts yeah facts opinions and facts all at the same time uh let's talk wandavision guys episode three we ended up going into the mid-70s the episode had a very partridge family brady bunch vibe going to it and you know the fur and and just so people at home know, my wife is here. She might do a little bit of her own opinion as to Wandavision. Uh, we're operating off one headset since the dogs ate the cable that connected the multi headset adapter. So you know she may. Only- <laughs> the live studio audience just booed our puppies, babe. They just tough booed crowd. our puppies. They are a tough crowd. This, that must be a Philadelphia That's crowd. Despicable. It is despicable. How do you boo puppies? You, th- you you threw them under the bus. You said they ate the headphones. They ate the cord, they the, ate the, the, the cord. adapter. So, 
Yeah, the audience is pissed. I'm sure the audience has every right to be pissed. But anyway, she may come in with her own thoughts on WandaVision as, as she's been watching along. Uh, so, you know, from my standpoint, the first, I don't know, almost three quarters of the episode was good, but it just, I'm like, okay, something's got to happen. This is just kind of, she's pregnant. She's got an accelerated, pre- I mean, very accelerated pregnancy. You go from embryonic stage to here they are in two days or three days or whatever it was that's pretty fast and 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 you know that's central the birth of billy and tommy to this whole thing um and then the last quarter things get real i would like to say as we we take a turn for the darker stuff as to you've got this stork involved who she wanda can't do anything to it it just brushes away this red mist um, you've got the babies born. There's clearly something going on. You've got the stuff with uh, Monica Rambeau, who I don't know. I forget what is her name in it. Geraldine. Is that what they call Geraldine? Her? So Geraldine. Yeah. she triggers something in Wanda by asking about Pietro and mentioning Ultron. And then Wanda boots her out of this whatever's going on reality. And that's where we leave off. You guys, I'm going to kick it to you first. The Internet is, is I mean, we, there's a running joke in my house that. If there's not at least three WandaVision theories every day, then something's really <laughs> wrong with us. Um, and I mean, I start posting stuff at like two in the morning to my wife, my niece and my nephew saying, hey, here's the latest theory today. The I, I mean, I, I cannot recall a show ever that has this much Internet speculation running rampant as WandaVision does. Your guys thoughts on episode three. And anything you want to Ray, I know you theorized a lot of stuff last week. I'm sure you've got stuff this week. Uh, what are your, I mean, we didn't hear from you last week, so let's start with you and then we'll go to PC. What are your thoughts? What the fuck is going on with this show? So yeah, I lo- what the fuck is going on with this show? Well, let me tell you what the fuck is going on with this show. Okay. Uh, no, I, I love the, the small subtleties. This is one of the, one of the shows that Easter eggs normally on most shows, Easter eggs are just kind of like a tip of the hat, but the Easter eggs matter. In this show, for example, the babies. Well, if you follow the comics, you know her babies are Speed and Wiccan, right? Well, and you notice Vision all of a sudden has super speed. Vision's never had super speed before, at least not in the movies. He has super speed now with him going to go super, uh, go get the doctor and stuff like that. You have Geraldine with the sword necklace that nobody noticed until she brought up Pietro and, um, and Ultron, and they zoomed in on the sword necklace. Um, you have finally the characters of WandaVision showing cracks because Herb, the black next door neighbor, starts is cutting the, the hedges and then cuts through the brick. And Vision's like, hey man, what you doing? He's like, oh yeah, it's all good. Then he keeps coming, then he comes back out and, and he notice something is off. As Vision has noticed something has been off every episode, and then Wanda just keeps fast forwarding, basically. Um, and Agnes. Who, she if she's Agatha Christie or whoever she is, we don't know. Uh, Agnes is trying to tell Herb not to tell him what's really going on, because Herb is about to give the game away. So there's so many little subtleties that matter, but I think the clearly the most important part of the episode was when Geraldine got booted out of the re. Let's call it the reality, right? Clearly, everybody in WandaVision doesn't like Geraldine because she's new or something. Something different about the rest of them. And I theorize with you, Dave, that 
this is not only a fraction of her imagination, but she's trapped somewhere like almost in lockup. Well, clearly there's some form of a lockup, almost like um, what was um, when they uh, when they used the the cosmic cube to convince all the villains that they were oh Ple- good Pleasant and- Hill. It reminds me a lot of Pleasant Hill. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 they might be using that with and mixing Wanda's powers with that. And then you know there was we, me and you theorized maybe Mephisto is involved in some of this, but I'm starting to wonder if that's the case anymore because of Wanda being able to throw her readily and easily out of the of the entire reality. And that makes me wonder if Wanda really is lost her mind or if she's aware of everything that's going on. So a lot to theorize and think about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and the fact that you just raised Pleasant Hill, all the Hydra little drops in the commercials and stuff like that. You don't think they could be going secret empire. Do you? Well, all, clearly all of this stuff is, is interconnected because this is still on phase four. Yeah. And all the, all the TV shows m- are connected into all of the movies and everything all together. And phase four was supposed to kind of be a much smaller two year s process. But as Disney released in the investor call, we know secret empire is coming. We know we have some well, other secret, things. Secret invasion is coming. Secret, secret empire is the one where cap is. Yeah. Is yeah, the bad you're right. Guy. You're right. My bad. Um, we know secret invasion is coming. We know a lot of different things are coming. Uh, we know they're going to kind of play with a more cosmic and a more, um, I don't want to say magical, but a more, a, a different side of what we've normally seen. So I don't think they'll go, well, you know what? The rumor is that Cap was coming back. Maybe. If, right? We know Red Skull is in the world. If he's going to do a cameo here and there, I mean, having young Captain America, having Chris Evans show up as a Hydra agent every once in a while might be interesting. Um, I want to kick this over to PC. I did want to note something we know I put up on this week after the first two episodes of Pull on Bandwagon Nerds. What did you think of hashtag WandaVision? Interesting results. The tr- three options were loved it, hated it, and what the fuck did I just watch? So loved it got 65%. Hated it got a paltry 5%. What the fuck did I just watch got 30%. So clearly there's some people who are like, yeah, really, what the hell am I watching? PC. Your thoughts on on all this stuff right right now? What 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 is going on with this show? What is your speculation? Where are you looking for this thing? To kind of what direction is it going to turn in? I mean, the thing that's right in front of your face is the lady who gets kicked out of the universe so that they're living in that Wandavision is encapsulated in at the end of the show. But to me, Ray brought up the interaction between the neighbors, and when. Vision comes up and they don't, they stop talking about what they're talking about and they almost give it away. They said, well, we are all, or we're all, and they stopped. So are they all superheroes? Are they all trapped here? Because the lady who got kicked out, they didn't like her because she didn't have a home. She wasn't there. She wasn't in as part of that reality. She was just there, right? That that was the, the big part of that. So I'm loving what's going on. I'm just interested to see what's going to keep happening. Like I, I said, after watching those first two episodes, like every single time a question is answered, there's going to be three more questions asked and it's just going to continue and continue and continue on. It's going to be like a game of Jack's trips, spider legs, right? Like I can really got to win. Jack's are better to open and trips to win. And I win eight times. Like that's how interconnected this is going to be right here. Um, I'm loving it. 
I, I'm hoping for 80s episode next week and maybe some family ties or something like that. <laughs> and it. and go ahead. Ray. I'm sorry. No, One ahead, more Ray. thing that I don't think we spoke about is while she had you, there's been many times in these past three episodes you've seen her have complete control of what's going on when swarm when the I, I, I'm calling them swarm. He might not. Be, she has but control over vision as well because remember at the beginning of the episode, vision would set a completely different answer to her pregnancy. Right, you know? right, she right. It. She rewound it. She has control of everything. I think, but then you look at. The, the other 90% of the show and she can't control anything. You brought up the stork. She couldn't control the stork. It started raining because her water broke. She couldn't control that. When, her, when she had the uh, contractions, everything was going crazy in the home. She couldn't control that. So it makes me wonder her, how... I think, that's, I think that's her not being able to control her powers at those times. That's what, but that's what I'm saying. But the, okay, So isn't you. that an interesting dichotomy of she can control them in these major times, but all the rest of the times when she's happy... She can't. Isn't that interesting dichotomy to the story? It, it, I think the, it's just situations that she finds herself in that are confusing to her, and she has trouble u- using her own powers to fix the situation. She's in control of certain aspects of things, which lends credibility to the theory that, yeah, this is something she's created, but at the same time, you've got Sword, who's very concerned about how unhinged she is, and and Monica Rambo is a Sword agent who has somehow infiltrated this simulation and, you know, cause she got in there and delivered those babies with no problem, you know, and, yeah. and she got in there at first. She was kind of like acting like the, the girl next door sort of thing. Oh, I'm just this friendly neighborhood person and blah, blah, blah. And then the next thing you know, she's nursemaid Monica Rambeau who delivered the, the babies real quick before I kick it over to my wife. Cause I know she's been listening in. And I want to hear what she thinks. Uh, the prevalent theory that I've heard a lot about Ray mentioned Mephisto. And reading from the Marvel database, this is straight up as Mephisto's, because I'm like, was he really involved in the Scarlet Witch that much? Uh, apparently, yeah, big time. Mephisto's soul was used by the Scarlet Witch to give birth to twin sons, Tommy and Billy. He reabsorbed them, effectively ending their existence. Wanda has also reanimated her deceased mentor, Agatha Harkness, through whom she cast a spell to make her forget her children in order to ease her pain. They were later reborn as Speed and Wiccan. So if you're looking at that entry from the Marvel database, that's right. I mean, that's right in the ballpark of where we are. Now you've got Tommy and Billy. There's nothing about her absorbing a soul to make them. But the fact that she was unable to affect that stork, there's a lot of people thinking the stork was a, uh, you know, some sort of materialization of Mephisto in some way. I don't know, man. Whenever I think of Mephisto Ray, I think of uh, basically Thanos's bitch from Infinity Gauntlet. So it's hard for me to look at him and say, yeah, that's the baddest asshole in the whole fucking universe. But, you know, the fact that... Go ahead, go ahead, Tony. I think the story came from her own mind. I think, like, the story came from her and her mind telling her it's time to have the baby. That's how I related it. Like, I didn't think it was anybody else doing anything else. And that's why I associate that with the painting spinning and her water breaking and the rain coming down because I think the only thing that's interfering with her... Right now in there is her not being able to handle her powers in certain situations where she's having prob- problems. Well, well let's, let's dig a little deeper because I agree with you and all of that. The bigger question is, we, th- we all think she has some control, some symptoms of it, right? Is she really in control or is she being controlled by Mephisto? Well, she's yeah. trapped. She's trapped. Somebody's doing this. Somebody has put her in this reality and... 
either put these others in there or staged this with these people that are supposed to be doing certain things to keep her where she is and given her the ability to rewind things to her liking. Right. Exactly. I mean, the only thing that's different is like we've been saying is at certain times she can't control what she's manifested on her own. And you said it perfectly. Maybe that's the times when she breaks from breaks from her entrapment maybe, and is able to control something. But, we we one of the things Kevin Feige has been very adamant about is that this is going to lead directly into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, and we know or have or have been led to believe that Multiverse of Madness is going to not only um, not only go through the multiverse, but Nightmare will be involved in some sort in the mirror dimension or the dark dimension, right? Well, you could very possibly say Mephisto and Nightmare are working together, and she's trapped in some type of mirror dimension. And Sword is using that to their advantage or trying, maybe they're trying to get her out. Right. Right. Because I mean, the thing is that the times where she loses control are when she's reminded of the reality that we know, right? Exactly. Anything about the, the helicopter and the beekeeper and that's Pietro, right. yeah. anything about, and that exactly when she mentioned Pietro being killed by Ultron, that's when her, perception her perception of reality gets gets compromised and that's when she loses control so it, it's fascinating it, it, they are doing i mean and here's the thing you know marvel are the experts at serial storytelling because they did that for 10 years with telling a grander story in segmented parts even inter integrating you know uh post-credit scenes to tell a bigger story so I've got no problem. I have all the faith in the world that they know what they're doing as far as whatever story they're trying to tell along the way in this little bits and pieces here, 20, 30 minute shots of of stuff coming in. All right, babe, what do you think of this show so far? I want to get my wife's take on this thing. WandaVision, I know you don't know the comic background like some of us do, but what are your thoughts? You've watched every Marvel movie known to man a few times. You're a fan. You're a nerd. You're a geek. (laughs) <laughs> so um, my first experience with the first episode was I wasn't sure if I liked it too much just because I do not I am not a fan of the um, sitcom uh, canned laughter business so it was very hard for me to sit through the first one and ignore all that going on while trying to focus on what they were trying to convey through the story so um, it, it, the first one was a little rough for me to get through, but it was very interesting. Um, like Dave said, I don't read the comics. I don't know the background. So anything I know beyond the movies I get from Dave and from our niece and nephew. And, um, so my speculation comes from a completely different viewpoint of just sitting there and watching it and coming up with my own thoughts about it, but I do like it. It's very good. I like the going through the, uh, decades um, as soon as um, this episode was uh, coming on, I got giddy uh, for the, you know, the whole Brady Bunch theme happening because I recognized the Brady Bunch house immediately in that opening scene. And um, so that was really fun. And I'm looking forward to uh, what the 80s is. And yeah, I did um, think probably Family Ties will be the 80s setting. And so that'll be fun. But I really like it. It's um, it's very good. I think... Um, 
Elizabeth Olson does uh, an amazing job with uh, expression and um, conveying thoughts and emotions and things visually with her face. Um, her facial expressions are right on. Uh, a lot of the um, having been pregnant and had a baby, a lot of her um, facial expressions and, ex- and, and expressions of pain were right on. I won't say they were 100%, but they were they were pretty good. And as to the delivering twins, like, you know, no problem and a finger snap that's I'm going to attribute to her special powers, whether it's reality or a world in her own creating. <laughs> well, you know a little something about delivering twins, babe. So uh, hey, on, on no, top of family, ties, on top of family ties, can we also get like Wanda and Vision get into a just a very minor argument and Vision leaves the house and goes to the bar and walks in the bar and everybody goes Vision and you know like <laughs> cheers as well. Can we get cheers as well, please? Thank you. Well, hopefully, I was thinking about eighty shows with kids involved and and yeah, Family Ties is one Full House. I don't know if we might get a Full House sort of scenario coming out of this is thing. Nineties more Growing Pains. Know. Growing Pains, That's there pain. you go. Growing Pains, okay. The Wonder Years? The Wonder Years, yeah. Maybe we can get Fred oh, Savage. Oh, Kev. Mm. The problem with the Wonder Years is that the Wonder Years is from the 80s, but based in the 60s. Well, <laughs> with the way they're playing with time, they could very well make that work, too. Do we get because 80s, 80s next week? I would love to see a Family Matters episode with an Urkel next door or something. That would be dope. But we're, we're still, if you looked at all the previews, there's going to be a Bewitched episode. We haven't seen that yet. Wasn't that the so second one? Still got that was the second one, wasn't it, wasn't it, Ray? I think they did that already. That was like do, the very, yeah, the very the first episode one. Episode two was more Bewitched. No, the episode one was, was Dick Van Dyke for sure. Yeah, I thought episode two was more of a Bewitched sort of theme like that. Yeah, they've done that one. Okay, well, maybe I saw clips in the commercials that I didn't see in the in the show. So that's my bad. There's a possibility that they may have cut some things out of an episode and used it for a commercial. Well, the, they they were they recorded a whole bunch of scenes for Infinity Wars just for commercials and never showed them. So you're probably right. That's right. How many now? How many episodes is this first season? Is it eight? Nine, nine episodes. Nine. Yeah. Okay. okay. They gave so you the we're not we're not halfway there yet. Uh, I, I figure once you get around episode five, things will start to, uh, the sitcom sort of things will start to fade away. And, and, you know, that's the kind of stuff Marvel will do. We'll just flip it on you and, and start it in a, in a direction you don't see it going. Once we get to the, well, here's the question then. That's a very interesting thing you brought up. We're moving along towards present day. Every single episode. Is that what happens when they get to present day? Are they back right where? Uh, you know, they left off right where they just sent the, the lady out of the episode at the end. I mean, is that what's going to meet up at that kind of time? Where, where, you know, that's that's another huge question. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I can't see. I mean, if they're going in a decade by decade thing, that like, yeah, okay, now we're into the eighties for sure coming up, and then what's the nineties going to be? Nineties going to be Friends, you know, that sort of thing. Be fine. And, and if they do bigger Big Bang Theory at that's some point in time. <laughs> 2010 7 2010 is a 7 and then episode 8 you get into present day and then you finish it that sounds perfect for season 1 to be honest with you I think we just kind of laid it out hopefully I'd be really curious to know outside of the guise of the sitcom-esque side of this or the entrapment or the whatever we want to call it what is the actual physical time because one thing that made me that, that I thought about is at the end of episode one, you see 
the sitcom and the screen of the ship or the the plane or whatever it was, right? And then Geraldine gets kicked out at the end of episode three, and she's in her 70s garb, but she's in reality. So I'm curious to know, in real time, is this over a span of weeks and months? Is this over a span of a day? Is it like, what is the, what, what, how does this affect, affect it in real time once we get out of all of this inside Wanda's mind? Well, we know it's got to be after Age of Ultron. Right. Well, it's after Endgame. It's got. It's, yeah, it's got to be after Endgame. And, and I said, okay. So this leads into some one of the other topics we're going to talk about. And I'm just going to exercise some discretion and tie it in here. Um, you know, because it is Marvel related. Ray, you gave us a story. You posted the link to it. Uh, rumors that Black Widow is going to be delayed again because yeah. you know the pandemic is not going as as people expected. Shocking, right? You know, everybody's not vaccinated and hasn't vanished yet. So anyway, the thought is that people won't Jeez, be going. Isn't Biden doing his job or what? Yeah, I mean, he's been in office for what, a week? Less than a week? Come on, Joe. Four, four damn days, Joe. It's enough to get stuff fixed. Yeah, this thing should yeah, be cured. And at, the same time, and at the same time, I see Bernie Sanders taking pictures with everybody right now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Bernie's everywhere. And Joe, what are you doing about this fucking thing? Uh, but all that aside, yeah, I mean, we didn't cure the pandemic in the first week of the Biden administration, which I know is stunning <laughs> to a lot of uh, the people out there. But uh, the the idea that we're not going to have people in the theaters in the numbers that they're hoping for in the spring. What was it? May? Is that when Black Widow is supposed to come out? It was supposed to be the first of May. Yeah. And and so there's thoughts of that. It'll be delayed again, which, of course, raises the possibility that do they go the Disney Plus release route? Uh, the failure or at least relative failure of Wonder Woman 1984 fresh in the minds of a lot of people as to do we do this or do we not do this? Um, meanwhile, the fans are pretty much sick of the whole damn thing. And people like like Ray posted it right after he read it. Just stream the put, damn thing already. Put the damn movie out, please. And and th- look, Disney's too, Disney's too big of a conglomerate to kind of back off now like this is what it, you ever been you're married dave and mrs ungar you're listening he's yes. so y'all married ever been, <laughs> y'all ever been in an argument and it's gone so far that both of y'all are like this is stupid but i can't stop because i've gone too far sure that's yeah. what disney is now great stay tuned <laughs> okay yeah, okay it's, well, there we go. it's gonna start it again now no. <laughs> yeah it's like they kind of they kind of can't back out now like you've gone this far and you could have released the movie literally 18 months ago right. so it's like at this right. point but and but at this point you know does the fact that wandavision is out there in the world and they're delaying black widow does that create any sort of paradox where you're fucking with the timeline because black widow was supposed to come out well before wandavision did it, could there be anything in that movie that impacts what we would have seen in wandavision no, I don't think so because one we know most of black widow if not all of it was taking was taken between Infinity War and Endgame, number one. Number two, that was the reason why they wanted that to be the first movie out, because it was the one that tied some ends to to um, Black Widow's story, to Natasha's story, but it also wouldn't have thrown off what was going on in the future. So I don't think it would matter. It's just a, it's just a matter of, it's, but at this damn point, we've, we've seen trailers, like at this point, it's just, egregious that you're just not going to release the damn movie question for you real quick and i, I know we're going to get back to it I, forgive me for taking liberties 
But you said that you thought Wonder Woman was a failure. You talking critically or you talking like financially? Because financially, I don't think it was a failure. No, critically. Yeah, I think. It, okay. Yeah, critically, okay. it was it was, you know, not received very well. I liked yeah. it just fine. I know you liked it just fine. You liked it better than us. Tony was in the middle. Patrick was kind of in the middle. My wife, what do you think of Wonder Woman 84? I liked it, but it wasn't as good as the first one. Right. That's that, that pretty much that is that is a factual thing. I mean, I guess. It's an opinion, but it's 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 a well-established and adopted opinion by most of us. Uh, but yeah, at this point, you know, it's funny, like in, in Marvel Strike Force, half of the characters from Black Widow have already been released in that game. You know, Yelena mm-hmm. Belova's released, Red Guardian's released. There's a lot of stuff going. I mean, most most of what people are expecting, you already know about. So it's like, I don't really know that this is the movie that's going to that absolutely positively has to be seen in a movie theater to make it successful. WandaVision is already created so much buzz about the MCU again. The MCU has probably never been more popular than it is right now. And maybe that had a lot to do with people being starved for it for a year and a half. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I think if it if they can't get, and I, and I know it's early and we don't know, and, and there are signs that the pandemic's slowing down a little bit. Again, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with the vaccines. Um, maybe they still can get people back in theaters in limited capacity and they want to run it. Maybe they follow the Warner Brothers thing. We're going to release it in theaters simultaneously with Disney Plus as we planned. And whatever happens is what happens. You know, but why don't they just charge us a little extra for the movie on Disney? Like I know we pay a monthly service, right? So I'm willing to pay a movie fee to sit and watch it at home if they won't release it in the theater. I'm willing to pay extra at home to see it now. Give it to me now. Thank you. They they did give me what I want. Where's the Batista thing? They did that for Mulan, and Mulan was actually well received financially. Um, and they're going to do that for Ray of the Last Dragon in March. But I think the issue with what they want is they expected Black Widow to get a billion plus. And at this point, the problem that they're facing is twofold. Number one, you're not going to make that money. Even, even, even if the world gets gets better eventually. And, and I'm going to give it to you, Tony, real quick. Secondly, no matter how good the movie is, it could be the greatest movie ever recorded, People are going to shit on it now because they've waited for it for so long. So, like, Here's it's why. a lose-lose. Here's why you just stream it. You want to know why? Because it makes are the fucking Marvel, sense. Is, is, is this the last movie Marvel is ever going to put out? Hell, it's the beginning of what Marvel's okay, going to put It's out. not the last one this year. No, they got two other ones coming out this year. Yes or no. Just answer yes or no. No, no, because, sir. Because the first movie they put out when people can actually go fill up the theaters like they're waiting for this one. It doesn't matter which movie it is. If it's this one or the next one or the one after that, you're going to get that billion dollars when everybody's able to go to the next Marvel movie that everybody's able to go to. It doesn't matter which one it is, Ray. It doesn't. I don't believe that. I don't know if Shang-Chi is going to be that kind of a movie that's going to drive those numbers. Not domestically. Eternals, maybe. Doctor Strange 2 definitely could be that movie. But let me tell you what I mean options for them to fulfill this void that they're going to think they're going to have with not releasing this movie in the movie theater you're so your idea is right but let me tell you what i mean number one just in general if the world never stopped if everything was as normal as it was two years ago black widow would have gotten a million a billion plus anyway right. number one up top so for, forget the pandemic number okay one. so do you think they expected the movie after black widow to make a billion plus I think that they knew that this movie was a billion plus movie, 
They're not going right. to settle for anything less. And I'm saying because of the pandemic, the first movie back post-pandemic is going to be a billion-plus movie to replace what you thought you had with Black Widow, regardless of what movie it is. So did the pandemic take it away? Yes, but it's also going to give it back. So you're kind of apples to oranges. Why not make as much money as you can streaming this? You're going to get your billion either way. I feel you. That's yeah. that's my second point, which I'm saying is I disagree with you. I don't think any movie is going to make a billion dollars initially. We're, we're about um, about a, a year or two before that because so many people at this point uh, uh, over a year in to the pandemic are, are, are scared of doing this. So many people are going to be scared of going to a theater. And even if people aren't scared and are, are feeling emboldened to go, which would be great, you they're, they're definitely not going to be comfortable enough to be in a full theater. So every movie is going to get Every movie, every movie theater is going to get at least what half full capacity. So I, I, it's not going to be the as the same economics as it was before because of the pandemic. Even if everything is good tomorrow, I think until you can pick up Theracovid off the grocery sh- store shelves, <laughs> <What's> there? <laughs> you know, then 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 you probably are, <laughs> instead of Theraflu, Theracovid. You know, that's that sort of thing. We need we need that when it's when it's easily treatable like that. Then then you start looking at numbers like that that again but i i mean it's going to take the right movie the right circumstances to drive people to the theaters but at the same time yeah why not just release it i mean disney's lost so much money this year mainly from the parks the theme parks being shut down has been a major just gut punch to their revenue um you got to make it back somewhere so why are they still holding it then given all these things why are they still withholding it from us probably like tony says like they think they think it's a billion dollar movie and they don't want to give up that revenue because they think you then know, charge us extra to watch it on Disney. Th- so, Mrs. Ungar, I'm you know, with there's negative, there's negative press involved with that, right? If Disney goes, all right, well, you want it forty nine ninety nine, and you there, can have it. Forever. There's negative press, and there's also how many people do you know share accounts? So even if Disney has, I'm, I don't know how many subscribers they have. Let's say a million. Just I'm sure it's more than that, but just off top, right? They have a million, a million, and it's. $30 like they did for Mulan. Well, all million might aren't going to buy the movie. That's just facts. Um, all million aren't going to get it. On top of that, let's say if I buy it, and like Mulan, when I bought premium access to Mulan, I have it forever now. So three of my friends have watched Mulan on my account. So you're, 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 bot- you're, lowering, your, you're, you're lowering your bottom line, and the house of mouse don't give up no money. Uh, they're at your door, Ray. I'm, I'm sure they are. Just like, just like Dana was looking for did us last you, night. Did you, <laughs> did you see the press conference? The first question, Dana's up there and they're asking him about the streaming stuff and the stealing and everything goes. And, and he said the perfect thing. And, and and he's totally full of shit. But it was great to scare every Joe Schmo and Dick, Tom, Dick, and Harry out there. He goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we got this one guy. We're just waiting for him to turn it on. So, yeah, go ahead Saturday night. Turn it on, fucker. I dare you. You know how many people probably didn't do that because he said that? You're right, but but did you try to I tried to buy the pay-per-view. Like no you couldn't buy it for like the first hour. Uh, so like you had I to stream it. Yeah, I didn't watch it illegally. I didn't watch it legally. I didn't buy it. I didn't even watch it. I was very surprised though. Sorry for the tangent, sir. And oh. Mrs. Uncar, I'm on the same I'm on the same boat with you. I I, I it doesn't make sense to me, but we don't make billion dollar financial decisions. So according to what my wife's looking up, here's here's some so I mean stunning numbers. Uh, Disney Plus has eighty six point eight million subscribers right now. 
As of Jeez, December 2020. As of when? December 2020. As of December 2020. 86.8 million. So Disney Plus has more subscribers than like 15 of the countries in the world? Apparently so. Apparently so. So yeah, they, I mean, yeah, you're yeah, not, they, you're not going to use they, Black Widow to drive subscriptions like Wonder Woman 1984 did. Okay. I'm just reading. But if you charge, but if you charge so if you charge 50, 50 bucks for it and you, you pay get, 50 for it and you get 20 million of your subscribers to buy it. That's a billion dollars. I'd pay well, fifty bucks for it. That's that's you just would? like taking four people to the movies, which we did all the time. Yeah, okay. well, yeah. I mean, okay. it's it's cheaper than going fifty bucks is cheaper, cheaper. than a cheap yeah. than a trip to the movies. I mean, that's for even, sure. If it's even if it's ten dollars a ticket to get in, and you're taking four people, you're going to get sodas, and I mean, that's probably a hundred bucks by the end of it. Or, or they, and you get to rewatch. You get to keep it, so you get to rewatch whenever you want. Yeah, I mean, so if they're if they're possible. saying. If they were going to do it and say, "Well, it's fifty dollars. It's a buy only. There is no rental. You have to you have to buy the movie for fifty bucks, but you get it for the rest of your life. You don't have to worry about it." Then, yeah, you might see some major numbers there because you figure if they've got eighty six point eight million people, right? Subscribe. Let's just let's call it eighty million. Somebody get their calculator ready. Let's go. Let's go eighty million, and let's say half of them buy the damn thing for fifty bucks. What's forty million yeah, times? What's forty that's million times fifty? That's two billion. I think they'll be I said, okay. Cut, I said cut it. Yeah, I said cut that in half. You get twenty million of them. You get a, you just you get just under a quarter of your of your subscribers for fifty. I said there's your billion. I we don't need a calculator. I'm here, Dave. Thanks, Tony. I, I appreciate that. I, Thank you, Tony. I, I, I suck at reading comprehension generally. I can read fast, but I suck at reading comprehension. I suck at writing. I hate science. I love history. I'm good at math. There it's, you go. It's science. I'm, I, I'm That's why DP's my best friend. I cheated off him all the time. <laughs> we had me, him, and Satchel McFlippins were in. I'm sorry, I got to tell this story. Go we're, ahead, in go ahead, go ahead. we're in we're in advanced chemistry in high school, and we're like, okay, we'll split the homework up into thirds. We have study hall beforehand, and we'll each give each other a third of the answers. Less work, whatever. I never did it. They both had to do half. They just give me the answers. Oh, so, so. you were, so so Tony's the bully. No, they just give me answers. answers. Give me answers. Uh... He didn't have a choice. <laughs> he shows up in that hoodie and just they, they're all intimidated. <laughs> like, fuck, I'll give you my answer. Just don't kick my ass, Tony. So, so no. I move that Mrs. Ungar become the new CEO of, of Disney, that Dave become the new chief, uh, whatever, the legal officer, that Tony becomes the, who, who does mathematics for the whatever, and then I just skip it. <laughs> Tell me where you want me. <laughs> and and then uh, that's the end of bandwagon nerds because we don't need to work anymore. So if we're billionaires, <laughs> you too can work for Disney and pull in at me? least fourteen mil a year, and that's with you guys a pay cut. Of, you guys are in charge of Disney. We're doing pot, bandwagon nerds in front of that fucking castle, bro. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. Can you imagine doing a broadcast of bandwagon nerds in front of the uh, Sleeping Beauty castle, babe? Oh, <gasps> I know. You, can you, you imagine? Just gave, just gave her can an orgasm. Imagine, Welcome. Can you imagine having so much power that you shut down the entire park just to record a podcast for two hours? Could you could you imagine having so much power that when you died, you told them to you told people to cut your head off and freeze it in case they could bring it back? Could you imagine having that much power? Yeah, actually, that 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 one actually is the only one that makes sense to me because <laughs> people are crazy. Uh, well, that's football. Before we go, I've watched too much Dexter, sir. Yeah, it's way too much Dexter. Uh, well, so in in the span of very little time, there we established 
why Disney should release Black Panther, why they should not Black Panther, Black Widow. Yeah, release Black Panther. Release Black Panther 2. Black Widow, uh, why you should just release it, stream it, charge f- people 50 bucks, make your billion or two, call it a day. Um, getting back kind of to WandaVision, that sort of thing, uh, I don't know if there's anything else. We've kind of tied everything together. No one's really sure where we're going. We've got some theories as to a lot of different things. But it's a ride. It is a ride. I mean, I think there's still the possibility that they're going in a House of M sort of variant. Uh, mixed in with Mephisto. They could be running two stories simultaneously. Who the hell knows? Marvel likes to take liberties with storylines. Um, you know, before we hit the commercial break, though, let's talk one thing. This is what Ray had added in here. Let's leave Disney and Marvel and the MCU behind. Talk about another big franchise and another movie that is going to come straight to streaming and in the movies at the same time. March 26th. Maybe by then you'll have more people in the theaters. The first trailer that was more than two seconds Dropped today, or I don't know when it was, but a day or two ago. Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Or is it Kong versus Godzilla? Ooh. I don't even know. I don't know if it matters. Uh Godzilla versus it's Kong. It's Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Wow. My wife's excited. We watched the trailer. Your guys' thoughts on this thing. What is going on with my You're excited. Feel these nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Can that? I? Virtually, if you'd like. Oh shit! Um, I'm interested in I'm interested in when they when they have the negotiation, uh, like boxing like boxers do. What is the split? Is it like sixty forty? Because Godzilla got the top billing and Kong got second billing. Like, what was the negotiation? Yeah, but isn't that alphabetical? I don't want to see well, a you loser. only 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 you would fuck that up for me. Thank you, Tony. What'd you say, Mrs. Ungar? I don't want to see a loser because I love them both. Don't be mad at me because the water didn't stay in your theory, brother. It, well, look, I shouldn't have brought it up because, of course, you shit in my Cheerios. Thank you. Um, yes, I'm Team Kong because if you watch the trailer, Kong was beating the shit out of him. That was badass. How, how about the was end where he, ca- he catches the nuclear blast, nuclear breath from Godzilla, catches it and shoves it right back down his throat? That was badass. It's so funny to me, though, because so many of these movies, and maybe I'm the only idiot that enjoyed Pacific Rim, but so many of these movies have taught us to hate kaiju, but Godzilla's like the one kaiju we rock with. But every movie you've watched of Kong, they always make Kong, he's always the 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 good guy, he's always kind of some a sympathetic figure. I just feel naturally more indebted to Kong. I, I and I do too. I mean, and that goes, and I'm old, way older than you guys. I mean, that goes back to the 1976 King Kong, where you know, with him and Jessica Lange, and 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 you, you know, it, it wasn't like the 1933 King Kong that bullshit with Fay Ray. I mean, classic though it was. You never felt really sympathy for Kong in that, but you go to that one in '76, and you do feel some sympathy for Kong. And and even when they redid it with that Jack Black movie, mm-hmm. you don't yeah. want King Kong to die. Godzilla is a little trickier because. You know, if you if you were raised in Japan <laughs> in the old days, <laughs> Godzilla is about the most terrifying fucking thing next to a nuclear bomb that you can deal with. And he is nuclear. He's a product of the nuclear bomb. So Godzilla is a more difficult proposition. And every time they portrayed him, it's hard to get, you know, feel sympathetic for him. But at the same time, Godzilla is one of those monsters that's just too cool to kind of. And he's never just pure. None of these monsters. Oh, okay, Tony. There you go. Got some Godzilla going in the background. He he's never really motivated by anything evil. Just he's an animal. 
and and that every, sort of thing. Every, everything is wrestling, Dave. There's no heel or face. Everything is shades of gray. So you're saying that Godzilla and Kong are tweeners? Is that what you're saying, Ray? I rock with Godzilla. This is this is WrestleMania 18, Hogan versus Rock. You guys are all on the Kong side. I rock on the Godzilla side. You you rock it, baby. You rock it. But the trailer looks really good. Uh, and and I mean, I'm genuinely excited to see this because it's like. And I got to go back and watch the other the other three movies, Godzilla. I don't even think I've seen Skull Island or King of Monsters. I know we have them both. I have to stop watching Skull Island um, when it uh, when when Kong is on the building and they start shooting him. I have to just call it a day, and the movie's over for me. Skull Island, oh, or the original King the Kong. Well, either one. We'll you didn't watch well, the end of Skull Island. You didn't watch the end of Skull well, Island. That's the one Once. with Sam Jackson, right? I can't do it again. That's the one with Sam yeah. Jackson. All right, I can't yeah, do that's, it again. that's a good movie. But yeah, it, and it's it's obviously part of this this shared monster verse that's going on. And for those of you people listening who may want to get in, and I've already suggested to Patrick, I'm waiting for him to respond. But obviously, he's got stuff going on. I'm thinking the nerd review leading into the release of this should be Godzilla, Skull Island, and King of Monsters because I want to watch all those again prior to this coming out. But yeah, it's it's um you know it is a shared universe. There is talk, Ray. You mentioned kaiju. I know there's been talk of crossing over with. This monster verse crossing over with the whole concept Pacific of Rim? Pacific Rim. There has been some that talk. Would be, that'd be weird because they could, they, if watching those movies, they, they've destroyed the breach twice. So why did they kill all these other kaiju, but Godzilla just chilling in the Pacific? I'm sorry. That's me being an extra nerd. My bad. Actually, he's Godzilla. My bad. Uh, anyway, I don't know. I mean, that's just, it, it could happen. Who knows? I mean, after Godzilla versus Kong, where do they really go? With this shared monster, I mean, what else could they possibly introduce? Those are the two really iconic. Hey, team, back again. <laughs> oh, French vanilla, Rocky Road, chocolate peanut butter cookie dough, scoop. scoop. There it is. Scoop. scoop. There it is. Chocolate, 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 scoop. Sprinkles. There you go. There is your free. <laughs> Singing from PC Tunney for this episode of Bandwagon Nerds. Anyway, guys, your hey. thought. Go ahead, Ray. I'm sorry. One more thing. Is the Cranston movie the Cranston Godzilla? Is that the first in the series? The 2014 one is the first one. That's with Brian Cranston, isn't it? I think that's what. Is that the one with Brian Cranston, babe? The 2014 Godzilla. I don't remember. Uh, I'm not a good at Cranston. I think it is. Okay, it came out right after Breaking Bad finished, right? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was that's a good movie. I haven't, I haven't seen that one. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's right. That's where. Okay, I remember it. Vaguely remember it. We we saw that at the beach, didn't we? You just go back and watch them all because they're all good. They're okay. all good yes, in ma'am. their own way. We got them all. I it's Godzilla for we own them Pete's all. Sake. I don't know. The Matthew Broderick run was a little bit so weird. With I all like that. Yeah, with all, I like that one. All the baby Godzillas rolling. Around. Anyway, your guys' thoughts on the trailer before we hit the commercial break? What uh, guys excited? Lukewarm? Somewhere in the middle? What do you think? If you if you are one of those who's on the fence or just thinks that ah, that stuff doesn't do nothing for me, but you like really good like, fight them up, beat them up movies, this this trailer did that for you. It is a very fun, intriguing, interesting trailer. It instantly makes you feel, feel like one person is sympathetic, the other person is a bully, it makes them feel even, because you would think Godzilla would just destroy Kong, but no, Kong had them bombs. Uh, it's it's really, it's, it's it's a fantastic trailer. 
and I'm so hyped for the movie. I agree with Ray. Yeah, I'm 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 psyched up for it. I I, I think they're going to do a good job with it. It looks great. So I, I'm in. I'm in. I'll be watching. And we already know my wife is excited about this whole thing. So <laughs> I think it's time to uh, head to our commercial break. And I, you know what? I want to kick this over to PC Tunney because he has this whole spiel memorized, and I have maybe. 60% of the time I have it memorized every time that sort of situation. So Tony's got this whole thing down to a science. So PC, let everybody know about the chairshot.com and all the great stuff that's going on. Well, let's do it like this. Head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Check it out. Get yourself a chair shot t-shirt. Make yourself look more aesthetically pleasing. Prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. It also makes a great gift. And after that, go over to the chairshot.com. We got something for everybody. News, reviews, analysis, opinions, podcasts galore. TheChairShot.com. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. There's something for everybody. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot, get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. PC, I just want to know, can we still get the Platte Blast 2020 shirts maybe at a discount rate, or are they all sold out? 
you can still get them, but not at a discount rate. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Man, didn't you know that there's a whole bunch of little kids somewhere in the Amazon? <laughs> wearing those sh- wearing those shirts, shirts walking around with the <laughs> wearing those the, shirts. The, the, the... Go ahead, Ray. I was gonna say the nineteen and zero Packers championship. I'm not Packers. Uh, Patriots. Nineteen and zero Patriots championship. Yeah. Blaz, yeah. Twenty twenty. Yeah, all, all of them walking around with ET Atari cartridges and stuff like that, looking for some place <laughs> to play. Yeah. <laughs> what, babe? Go ahead. You had something to say. Oh, I was just going to ask Tunny, if I want to look more aesthetically pleasing with a chair shot t-shirt, do they come with glitter on them for girls? No, but they do come in soft style. So for an extra $5, it'll feel oh so nice rubbing up against your epidermis. <laughs> rubbing up against your epidermis. Okay. But uh, it doesn't make your nipples happy. That's that's all I want to know, PC. My nipples are usually happy. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I know. It got a little weird in here, Ray. It's okay. <laughs> this is what happens when my wife comes on the show. We just don't know how to act around. Nerds don't know how to act around girls. You know that. I'm I'm trying to be so respectful. If, if Dave so wears a shirt and it's really soft, can can I can I rub my hands on his shirt? You can do whatever you want to your husband. Yeah. You know that already. Ooh. Yeah. I like it when she, anyway, anyway, let's get back on track right now. So uh bandwagon nerds. At night. Bandwagon nerds after, at dark, after dark. Premium content. Our Patreon account is being formed as of this episode, and you can... No, anyway, just <laughs> Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Ungar's fans-only account. Yeah. <laughs> only fans. <laughs> only fans, <laughs> bro. Whatever. You meant what I know. You meant... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> only fans. So, talking about some other stuff, that news we got this week, uh, hitting the news reel, since we've kind of gone and flipped... Mr. O'Dowd's rundown around a little bit, but uh, uh, we did get some news this week on, on the streaming front since streaming dominates the world in every possible way uh, that one of the streaming w- were, you know, it's like that song closing time from semi-sonic every new beginning comes from some other beginnings end, right? So as CBS all access goes the way of the dinosaur Paramount plus is born from the ashes of CBS all access. Uh, your guys' thoughts on this new streaming service that's coming out. When is it coming out? March? March 4th. So uh, pretty soon. Not too far down the path. You guys uh, you guys on board for another streaming service? Uh, you looked at what they're offering. What do you think about this? Wow. So my first thought was, it'd be really cool if there was something that existed that would put all these streaming services together in the same place where I could watch whenever I want. You mean like, oh, yeah, that's cable. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing? Like, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I appreciate the streaming services that offer things cable doesn't offer. You know, Netflix, Disney Plus, stuff like that. Amazon Prime, Hulu. I appreciate that. But when you literally just taking the stuff that's on TV and putting it online with like one or two original shows, and I got to pay six ninety nine or ten ninety nine or fifteen ninety nine. Like, what are you doing? Like, a lot of them. I I'm the idiot that subscribes to Discovery Plus, so I understand. I'm an idiot. However, Paramount Plus, like, more pot to you, bro. If you're doing that just because you want to watch Indiana Jones, I ain't with it, bro. 
No, but isn't this a step towards them having an avenue of their own to reap the benefits and if they have to start streaming their own movies? I mean, Paramount's still making movies, aren't they? And then underneath the umbrella, they have Nickelodeon, MTV, BET, Comedy Central. I mean, that that's that's pretty solid. That's pretty comparative to what everything else that's going on in the streaming world right now, I, I would say. It just makes them more viable in the game. They're just keeping up with the game. You know? I'm not against it. You're right. Yeah. But I also know that all those channels you mentioned have their own individual streaming platforms they have well, that's this gonna, that's probably going to change no oh, it's, yeah it's got to die it's yeah it's, it's going to die um yeah so Sorry. so tony tony will be off for a minute <laughs> apparently the packers are not doing well early in the stages of the nfc championship game but seven zero buccaneers oh. stupid Where's AJ? Let's get. We should get AJ on the on their line just to harass you right now, PC. But I love you Why too is much. In covering covering Mike Evans, where the fuck is Jair Alexander? This is fucking stupid. Indeed, Sorry, I'm done. Back to bandwagon. <laughs> Live broadcast. Live, this is like a watch along of the NFC Championship game, but it, the bad version. Uh, at some point, does it become prohibitively expensive? Like Ray, you bring up a good point. All these streaming services, all of them running independent of each other, all charging roughly the same amount. At some point, yeah, does it get to the point where people are like, I can't afford all this stuff. I mean, I just got rid of my cable bill thinking I was going to save money doing this. And no, I'm not. You know, are, are these streaming services kind of, you know, wedging themselves out of a potentially big market? Yes and no. What it feels like to me is you're, you're at work, Dave, right? And you say, wow, it's lunchtime. I'm hungry. And you drive down the street and you have McDonald's or Burger King or you have, uh, you're in the East Coast, White Castle or this or whatever it is, right? Ray, don't ever it's, mention White Castle on this show again, please. Good, because I don't, I don't care about it anyway. Thank I'm you. from the South. Thank you. Uh, but ultimately, just it doesn't feel like, with Netflix, it felt like Netflix was not only an alternative to cable, but you can have it with cable because it's stuff that does, cable doesn't have. With these streaming services, with Peacock and now Paramount Plus and whatever this one has, whatever that, it feels like you're going to pick me or nobody else. feels like you're almost like Mortal Kombat, choose your fighter type, so, so, so to speak. Isn't this just the major networks, though, pairing up with their parent you know, companies and, and, and movie studios together for their own streaming thing? I mean, they're just pulling their content back. Half the stuff that is on these places now is only going to be there as opposed to, you know, the office was on Netflix forever. I think I rewatched the entire fucking series twice on Netflix. It's not there anymore. Right. So all that CBS stuff, all that other stuff, it's all going to come into one, you know? No, you're right. So most of the stuff, like, for example, my mom has, uh, my mom has Comcast. So she has Peacock. So like I'll, I'll, I've tried Peacock. I watched the Saved by the Bell reboot and all that. And they do have things that are specifically for Peacock. But the overwhelming majority of Peacock is just all of the seasons of everything they show on TV. And that's how they built their catalog, which, again, isn't, isn't a problem. What I'm saying is CBS Paramount don't care what Viacom and is doing Comcast or, what, or Comcast Universal is doing. They're not saying, oh, man, we want you to get ours and theirs. They only want you to get theirs. So they don't care if you're spending 30 bucks on this and that as long as you get theirs. It's more, I think, for the for the movie companies, right? It's more for Universal. It's more for Paramount. And it's more for 
Disney as opposed to ABC and NBC and and CBS, right? That that's kind of where where I'm looking at it from. Paramount for sure. Why not, Peacock doesn't why do have movies. And, and why not pull all the properties you have television wise in there and and take it away like like NBC has been doing from different streaming services that have had that before. Again, I'm not against what you're saying. What you're saying is factual, but what I think what you're missing is right now I'm watching the game on my cable account with Uverse, right? So right now the game is on Fox. When I'm done watching Fox, I can flip my channel, click to ESPN. I can flip my channel, flip to TNT. I can flip my channel, flip to Showtime. With streaming services, you can't do that. You have to get just what whatever this one big conglomerate has under their purview. And if there's something else you want to watch on another one, you got to turn that streaming service off and go to this streaming service. And all I'm saying is, they don't care if you have everybody else's as long as you have theirs. So if it makes perfect yeah, sense for the company, sure. But, but your, for the consumer, but it's screwing us over. There's also levels in your cable plan, too. So you can't just flip to any channel you want with your plan. You're, They're see, basically now, trying to kill cable. They're trying to kill cable is what's happening. I got you. But some, even on the I'm lowest plan. Game, I'm not watching the game on any cable. The only cable I'm watching it on is a $9.95 HD antenna, and it's the best goddamn picture you can get on your TV. I got you. But even on the lowest plan of cable, and most Americans have cable. You get TBS. Even on the lowest plan of cable, you have 100 channels. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I not saying the 500 TV. channel where I got, like, the Latino version of HBO or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Have, I'm, I probably have 50 channels on my 995 antenna. Oh, look at you. Go ahead. You are the man, Fancy. Tony. You are the man. Here's the thing about streaming services that kind of bugs me the more that I get into them is trying to figure out what show that you want to watch is on which service or worse yet. If you want to watch a movie, like when we do the nerd review and, and we, you know, we don't want to pay, you know, we want to get it. For, okay. I've already got these subscription services. It's got to be on one of them, right? No, it's not. Patrick oh. always gives me a, a lot of shit about why I buy stuff on voodoo instead of just using it on stream. Cause I don't want to spend 20 minutes trying to figure out what fucking service it's on. Oh wait, I Much can easier. buy it for I can buy it for twelve bucks. Here, here's twelve bucks. Now I got it, and I can just go to the one app, which is Vudu, and I can watch it on there, and it's in HDX, and I don't have to go search for it. And I've always got it. Um, do you guys? Sound like a nerd sponsored by Vudu. <laughs> really? If you guys want to sponsor us, let me give you PC Tunny and Chairshot Greg's information. Vudu sponsoring <laughs> uh, Chairshot.com. Okay, we're done. PC, it's it's in there. Um, if Mercedes would like to sponsor us, yeah, <laughs> or Jack Daniels, or Jim Beam, or you know any of the really good stuff that we, uh, Jose, yeah. any of the juice. yeah, I mean, I, what, what, yeah, are we going to do a special edition of what you drink it now? We better not do that on Bandwagon Nerds. I don't anyway. have ah, uh, damn it, DP's got that. Um, but you know, I mean, I think that's a valid concern. Is that yeah, trying to find this stuff when you've got five, six, seven streaming services. And everything you guys say is accurate. They're all operating under their own purview. They've all got their own material that they want to have you buy. They may not give a shit if you've got Netflix or Amazon Prime as long as you've got Paramount Plus. But yeah, it is a problem trying to find you know, certain things. Okay, we know the boys are on Amazon Prime. We know Lock yeah. and Key's on Netflix. But some of these other shows that you hear buzz about that you may not know, okay, where is that? And then, yeah, the movies are a big thing. Okay, is, is is this movie only on Disney Plus? Is it only on HBO Max? Is it over here? Is it over there? 
that gets confusing and, and could be a detriment to the average consumer who's like, fuck all this. I'm sticking with cable. And you, and you know, maybe this is just me, but, and I, and I have an inordinate amount of streaming services, but I am a, I'm a recluse. I'm a homebody. So my entertainment portion of my check goes to these things. This is my entertainment. One thing that I find difficult with all of these streaming services, I'm talking WWE Network, Amazon Prime, Netflix, whatever, all of it, is that you have to go find what you want to watch. Whereas with cable, it's already programmed. So like, I don't have to say, man, I want to watch this. I can just scroll the, 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 you know, the guide and, oh, this is on. I'll I watch that right now. Oh, yeah, this is on. So I think that's another reason why people enjoy cable over, over streaming services, because while it is in many ways better to have the power in your hands, sometimes I don't always want the power in my hands when it comes to what I'm watching. Right. And I mean, the streaming services have the advantage with those tentpole shows like The Boys, like The Witcher, like Lock and Key, that you're not going to get that on cable and you've got to get the streaming service for that. But WandaVision. WandaVision, exactly. But yeah, I mean, I look at Paramount Plus. What kind of, you know, if you go to like the old days when malls used to be the the, the greatest thing, they all had an anchor store or two. And Disney Plus has that with the MCU and Star Wars. And it's like, yeah, I don't I don't know what, you know, what, what Paramount Plus is going to offer that's so different that people are going to flock to that. So my initial reactions, Ray, looking at Paramount Plus, like, all right, that's cool if you guys want to do it. I don't see anything there that forces me, forces my hand to say, yeah, I got to get it. Honestly, I don't see anything that forces their hand either, but this is almost a kind of sense of adapter parish that if every, the only other, the only major of the media conglomerates that don't have their own streaming service. I mean, I'm not talking one channel. I'm talking the entire catalog is Fox, right? Everybody else got their own streaming catalog. Everybody else got their own. Disney has, um, ABC has Disney Plus, Hulu, and ABC, and they got a not ABC and ESPN. They got a bundle for that. Now we got CBS, Paramount Plus, or whatever the hell it's called. Now you got um, Peacock. So all these other ones. You even have the lesser channels, Discovery Plus, that has seventeen different. Ch- all these other ones that we got. So like, it's almost like if you got skin in the game, you kind of got to do this. You do. I I want to add something in here real quick because this kind of bridges the gap between sports and sports entertainment, which you know, chairshot.com, sports entertainment and sports entertainment. Did you guys see this that NBC Sports Network is going to phase out by the end of 2021 and the impact that that might have on NXT on Wednesday nights because they're thinking yeah. that they're going to move the NHL, which is, you know, the, we Pat and I've been covering that, the NHL the fourth most popular sports league in America. That they and, and one of the NBC Sports Network's big shows is Wednesday Night Hockey. If NBC Sports Network goes by the wayside, USA picks that up and runs with it, and they put hockey on a Wednesday night and they move NXT to Thursday, the Wednesday Night War ends and all that. You guys see any sort of long-lasting impact from the standpoint of either the NHL or the WWE with that? And, and is that something that could go to a... I mean, is NBC streaming anywhere? They've got their streaming own streaming service, don't they? Peacock. Peacock. Okay. Does, is that something... Hold on, hold on, PC. I'll let you jump in. Do you see that kind of merging or, or creating a bigger issue on, on with this whole stuff that we're talking about? 
What? No, there's other universal channels to watch it on. There's so many universal channels. It, it doesn't matter. They, they probably put the hockey over there because the hockey fans will go find the channel. Why disrupt the, the wrestling fan? I, either way, they both go find it. And NXT's they're not like, on the network anyway, so who cares? Yeah, they're not like the viewers of the top three sports where it's like, oh my God, it's not on the same channel. Oh, I can't watch it. I don't know what to do. You know. And and for the record, Premier League, which is the other major thing that's shown on uh, on NBC Sportsnet, well, does so have shows. They have show. They have Premier League has games on Peacock if that's where they wanted to go. But me and Kyle talked about this on the Edge yesterday. And he told me some stuff that I didn't know. Apparently, the contract for uh, apparently NHL's contract with NBC runs out at the end of the season. So, for all we know, they might even re up with. They'd be uh, smart NBC to go to ESPN Plus. Yeah, and that's go back that's to their roots. Go back to yeah. their roots where they started with ESPN. Is Gary Thorne and Bill Clement still around? Can we get them back? Probably not. Okay, sorry, Tony. Um. Let's go into uh, talk some more Disney Plus since, you know, we can never have too much Disney in our lives. <laughs> some of the stuff that uh, we had on the rundown that I wanted to touch bases on. I guess She-Hulk's got a, a new cast member, Ginger Gonzaga, who I'm not familiar with, but she's going to be on the She-Hulk series. Some speculation about who she's going to play. Are either of you guys familiar with this actor? And no. what does she add to the whole mix? I don't know who she is. Where's Patrick? You're okay. right. He's the one that would know this stuff, right? Right. I don't know who she is, but I'm interested in any casting, even if it's Joe Schmo, Joe Schmo, because a lot of these newer shows they've announced, we don't know who's going to be in them in terms of characters. So that the article that we read that from um, surmised that she may play Patsy Walker. That's impossible because we got that in on the Netflix shows. Uh, Trish Hellcat. Uh, I think her name was Rachel Taylor. And um, very clearly with Charlie, Charlie Cox's Daredevil being in uh, Spider-Man 3, which has been confirmed. Um, I, and they have rights to all those characters again. I don't think that they will recast her after what they've gone through with that character. What I do think that the lady might be playing is um, it's rumored that the big bad of the show is going to be Titania. Ooh, okay. That might be very interesting. It's um the fun thing about all these shows is just like a lot of wild speculation. You know, like everything going on with Disney Plus with WandaVision, wild speculation. Who might she Nobody be playing? Knows. Who knows? Nobody knows. And 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 that's the fun part of this show is trying to guess and see, you know, are we gonna stumble upon the right answer? But um and, but you know and you know if you're not a really big She Hulk She Hulk fan, <coughs> excuse me. I'm not, I'm not talking about um I apologize. I'm not talking about a force. Ray, are you catching my my cough through the through the? I mean, this this is a whole new variant of coronavirus. If we're catching it a, through the uh, internet, Corona two K. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Corona two K. You're fucked. <laughs> Basically, it's over for you. Um, like I know there were a lot of characters in a force, but if you're just talking She Hulk, most of us who ha- if you haven't read her stuff. You don't know the people around her. She's been a character who's kind of added into existing characters' worlds. It's in Banner's world and in Rhodey's world and all these, all these, and, and, and uh, Carol Danvers' world. So it's interesting to see who they would put as her characters in her show. Tony, my wife just came up with another good Bernie meme that I'll have to have her send it to me so I can send it to you because this one's pretty good. 
But uh, I think Billy K one is my favorite so far. I still like the the one the ghost video that I posted. <laughs> that's pretty. Oh, that's good. That's good. That him putting out Conor McGregor is pretty good as well. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, She Hulk is one of those series that we don't know a whole lot about. She is an important character in the MCU, or at least she will be. Uh, as to how important she will be and how the show is received and how they portray it. All wild speculation. We're a long way off from that. But yeah, the uh, cast starting to fill out for She-Hulk a little bit. Uh, Some more news. Well, let's talk about Marvel announcing a new Disney Plus show behind the mask. I don't know if you guys saw this thing. This is going to be this is kind of what I thought like 616 was going to be. And then 616 did some different sort of stuff. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, this one looks like they're going to focus in on the origins of origins of some of the. uh, more well-known MCU, or actually, I take that back, some of the lesser-known MCU characters. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this thing? My my thought is, like, anything that integrates more of the comic background of some of these really cool characters and brings those to the forefront so more people know about them, yeah, take my money that you're already taking. I'm going to watch it. What are your guys' thoughts on this whole thing? Content, content, content. You need content. And the way that, the way that Disney Plus has geniusly uh, diverted their platform with the five different pillars, Mar- the Marvel version that needs content. So I think it's dope. Anything like even the little legend show, which was like a, a some a summation of everything that each individual character has gone through. I think it's dope in terms of the show. I found it funny that it's behind the mask and Luke Cage is on the show and he doesn't wear a damn mask. I get the, uh, uh, that's just, that's, that's an that, ignorant joke. In my that, mind. Is that just a title though? It is just a time. Stop ruining my fun, Tony. Stop it. Oh, there's some Cheerios. Yeah. I, ah. It's like, so who are they? They're just, I'm just reading some of this stuff. I mean, yeah, they're going back to like the 60s with the early stuff, legendary Marvel creations and stories. I mean, yeah, like you're saying, Ray, content, content, content. Let's add some more stuff. Let's let's expand the the general consumer right now has a ravenous appetite for the MCU. And so the more stuff you can give them right now is better for Marvel as the whole, because, you know, the MCU is one thing. The Marvel comic universe, which I guess is a different MCU, has a lot of ground to try and cover. And we're going to see that next week when we do like the comic spotlight. Uh, Part of that will be on Spider-Man that we already talked about that off the air at the beginning of this about next week's show. But I mean, yeah, you look at the comic history where... Yeah, you only get stuff like Thanos flying around in a helicopter, as much as that annoys Patrick <laughs> O'Dowd, in the Marvel comic universe. And and so if they're going to integrate that more to give more backstory as to some of these really integral characters. And, and, and I mean, I'm just kind of wondering, you know, we're talking about lesser known characters like She-Hulk and some of these other shows, Moon Knight, that sort of thing. Are they going to do behind the mask sort of shows portraying those characters that you're then going to see appear in their own series and and is that a brilliant strategy? It would seem to be that way. I think so. Because I think Marvel understands, number one, people are going to watch this shit regardless. But I think they also understand that it's one thing when it's heavy hitter, heavy hitter, heavy hitter, great casting, great casting, and then I'll throw Guardians or Ant-Man out there at you and see what happens. That's one thing. It's another one. We got a whole entire phase of unknowns, Right. The majority of people don't know Moon Knight, don't know She-Hulk, don't know Shang-Chi, um, Shang-Chi right? But don't you think those characters are going to be introduced, reintroduced to you like they did with WandaVision in under the Legends portion of it? 
Like, I feel like the 616 is where this one's going to be, and it's going to be more of the ideas of how they came to be as opposed to a recap on what you're going to get. Like, I think you'll see, like, we got um, Moon Knight, right? I mean, you're going to mm-hmm. see the Legends part, and, and like you saw for Wanda and Vision on that part, and it's all connected with Disney. It's just two different things. But how can the Legends help Moon Knight when Moon Knight hasn't been on TV? Only reasons Legend worked for Wanda and for Vision is because we had every single clip they've had since they've been in the MCU on camera was in Legends. Moon Knight ain't been on, on camera unless this isn't like an Amadeus show situation where you can show his Mama Helen show. Like we don't, you haven't seen Moon Knight, so Legends wouldn't help him. All right, fine. Twenty-three, Ray one. Hey, let's go. Raise on the board. Raise on the board. The show premieres February twelfth, so we're not going to have to wait too long to kind of figure out, you know, what they're going to do with this thing. But yeah, I'm really curious as to, you know, they're talking about the advent of the Marvel Age of Comics in the early sixties. How far do they go back? Do they use this? I mean, I think they'd be smart to use this as a platform to kind of get some exposure to some of these characters that we are going to see later on down the line. So that you're not coming in completely cold. You know, I mean, WandaVision or WandaVision, we know them. We know Falcon. We know Winter Soldier. We know Loki. But with the pandemic delaying everything, how else do you kind of get people acclimated to, well, why should I really be interested in it? Because here's the thing that one thing that I noticed is that, man, Netflix had a ton of Marvel series going on before the MCU. Some were better than others. You know, lots of people flocked to Daredevil. Not so many went to Luke Cage or Iron Fist for sure even though those are two great characters do is, is Disney kind of trying to avoid that scenario? Because a lot of people didn't know shit about Luke Cage. A lot of people didn't know anything about iron fist. Those two shows suffered a little bit. Is this an opportunity for them to maybe remedy that this time around? I think the more pressing issue for Marvel, because that's, that is a very valid thing. And I, 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 the very valid, but I think the more pressing issue is, we have kind of put ourselves kind of we've kind of worked ourselves into a shoot in a way because we see we see the Marvel world and we think MCU TV movie boom Marvel comics is suffering they don't sell like they used to so these movies aren't translating to comic sales so maybe this show or maybe these upcoming ideas and shows will help put a spotlight on the actual comics you know especially at the older comics and stuff and get people buying comics again, being interested in the actual source material and not just what people decide to put on screen. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I hope you're right because there should be more people like me and you, Ray, who read everything that we can get our hands on. So 100% every Wednesday, (laughs) baby, every Wednesday pull day. Uh, so let, let's get back to, uh, another thing that uh, has been going on. I mean, and, and, you know, with, uh, with the world of streaming just kind of dominating everything. So this one's kind of uh, kind of cool for me because I grew up with this show. But we got news that the original Muppet show in all of its glory is coming to Disney+. And you know, my wife's not real thrilled about it. I, you grew up, you're like my age. How is the Muppet show not something dear, near and dear to your childhood? It, it never was, ever. Just well, not. Why? I don't know. It's not. It wasn't, and it's not. My wife's Kermit the Frog is an American hero. Yeah, Kermit and Fozzie and Miss Piggy, American heroes. Not even I don't know about Miss Piggy. What, babe? What'd you say? Whatevs. Whatevs. Okay. You you know what we didn't realize, y'all? Miss Piggy is the first reality reality TV star. 
Oh, do tell, Ray. Expand upon this for the uh, noobs out there. Every uh, think about it, Tony. Everything that we see the, the the Kardashians or before her Paris Hilton or some of these newer age people, the basketball baby mamas because they're not wives or loving hip hop or the Real Housewives. Miss Piggy was doing that in the fifties, sixties, and seventies. The same, the same um, attitude, the same shit she talked. Um, her abusive relationship with Kermit, all of this. And if you look at the the this Muppet Show is the kind of the one with the talk show version, right? Yeah, the original one. Did you ever watch the original Muppet Show runs back in the late seventies, early eighties? Probably not, Ray. I'm, you're a, you're a, you're a child. Yeah, but I was raised by my grandparents, so I've seen every version of these older of the Muppets you can imagine. There's just so many versions I can't remember which is which. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but she, but she was all. Every version of the Muppets has always had some form of a behind the scenes, if you will, right? It's 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 almost like it's a show inside of a show. Miss Miss Piggy is the very first reality reality star. <laughs> I didn't think about it that way, but you uh, you raise an interesting point, Ray. That's for sure. It's um. I mean, it's a show for my child. I used to love the Muppet Show. The guests who would be on there, I mean, like Saturday Night Live does the same thing that the Muppets do. They take a guest and they integrate them in all sorts of skits. And the Muppet Show used to do the same sort of thing. The only difference was Muppets instead of real people. Well, they did this on, what, ABC four or five years ago? And it just didn't. Right back. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was good. I watched it. Uh, it just didn't get the viewers. No, this is this is a, a nostalgia play for Disney Plus, for sure, for people like me. And I know Patrick because he put it in the rundown, so it must be a show that means something to him. I won't speculate as to whether he loved it, hated it, somewhere in the middle. I used to love the show. I loved the Muppet movie when it came out. I know, like, uh, Tony, didn't we talk on the 80s project, something about Baby Muppets? Was a, a, was it a Muppet e- Babies. Muppet Babies. Yeah. Now, that's what I got for Cartoons, Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies are coming in for you. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be cool to see the old, those two guys in the the upper deck who just shit on everything that was coming out. Waldorf and Statler. Thank you. Is is, is that it? Yeah. Ray calls that singing. I call it an alarm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Those two guys were absolutely fantastic. So I'm, I'm excited. I mean, Disney Plus, I mean, if there's one thing they don't have a ton of, you know, HBO Max is Turner classic movies and that sort of thing. Disney Plus doesn't exactly have a plethora of classic nostalgia based sorts of things, do they? I mean, I guess yeah, they, I guess Star Wars is classic if it's movies. 77. No, uh, if you go back and look at all the old Disney movies they have on there. Yeah. OK. And, and you know, and like they have all the old Disney, like I said, all Disney actual the animation uh, movies, anime. But I just that, but they got they got like the Herbies. Okay. They got like a lot of old stuff on there, and then they have all the old Marvel the Apple, shows. Gang. Yeah, and, the and then they got like a, and they got like the old Marvel uh, cartoons, like the old uh, Super Friends and all that stuff. So yeah, they got some all stuff, right. but I don't think it's as advertised as Muppet the Muppet Show would be. Yeah, and, and I mean I I retract that statement. Thinking <laughs> looking through Disney Plus, okay, they got a lot of classic stuff. Uh, adding something more for the nostalgia-based people, because we know from being wrestling fans, nostalgia sells Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, you know, did I just say that? No, no, Oldberg for the no. Never mind. We're not going to go there. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I mean, having the Muppets show on there, it it adds just another layer to Disney what they're offering. Grabbing, I mean, I don't know how many more subscribers you can get if you have ninety million already. I guess there's room for more. How many people? Hundred mil, baby. Yeah, 90 mil, mil, baby. Let's go. 
So, yeah, there we go. We got the Muppet Show in all of its glory. Uh, I guess they're going to have season four and five, which were previously only available on TV. So that hasn't been seen in a really, really long time. So all the Muppet stuff coming to Disney Plus. I know I'm pretty excited. Tony's uh, look at him. He's just celebrating. He's way excited about the Muppets I'm, coming to Disney. Pl- oh, it must be the Packers <laughs> did something. Oh, touch, yeah, he's ahead of me. So, yeah, they just scored the score now of the game is seven, seven. There you go. Is that who's that? Scantling? Undisputed era. I don't know. I got him on my DraftKings. What's up, baby? Sorry. MVS, this baby. has changed. <laughs> question, question for you, uh, Dave. Yes, sir. Just real quick before you move on. What do you think the issue is with this current generation not catching with the Muppets? Is there? What do you think it is? Or do you think it is an issue? I, I, I mean, if I'm looking at what made the Muppets popular, it was it was the fact that late 70s, you know, puppetry was still kind of a thing then. And the Muppets were cool because you never really saw the strings and you never really saw who was controlling them and all the different voices. And now this modern generation, which has seen CGI, takes such a mass where you got stuff like Luke Skywalker being CGI'd into the end of Mandalorian. Um, I just don't think something like puppetry, like the Muppets, is going to impress the modern. I mean, you tell me, Ray, you're you're more of the modern generation. Do they impress you? Well, like before you answer that question, can I just tell you that uh, Luke Skywalker saving the day at the end of the Mandalorian season or towards the end of season two of the Mandalorian? Uh, it put to I need a hero is fucking awesome. Yes, you have <laughs> yes, that was a good one. That was bum, 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 bum. so I can't I can't use Muppets as as my analogy because I grew up with the Muppets and the Muppet Babies. But I give you a perfect <laughs> analogy for me. Please do, Jeff Dunham. I thought, and I was Puppets and Ventriloquy, Ventriloquy, or whatever you say it is is is. Not the same thing, but it's along the same lines. I thought when people told me about him, they were like, he's hilarious. I thought they were idiots. I was like, this shit ain't funny. And then I watched. And I am addicted to Jeff Dunham. So I think there is a place for it. I just think it needs to be... Tony brought brought up the Muppet show they had on ABC. And I enjoyed that because it was more adult. Like, they had adult... stars. That's what it was. That's what it was. Like, you know... So I, I, I think it has a place, but I... It... Like... I remember like the Muppet episode, like, and they show it like you've everybody seen Rocky three, right? You know, that sort of thing. Um, and and that scene where, you know, they've got the, the, the thing of the Muppets. I mean, I remember the episode where Sylvester Stallone showed up on the Muppets and did a whole skit where he was Rocky. And, and and that was, that was unique at the time. You didn't get to see stuff like that. Nowadays (laughs) it's like, well, I mean, I've seen, I've seen enough behind the scenes sort of stuff and, and you know, who cares? Kayfabe's dead, you know, that sort of thing. But back in the late 70s, early 80s, that was something that was different and appealing. And it, it just it was a different time. I mean, that's the only the only sure. analogy. The only thing I can think is it was a different time back then. Certain things obviously appealed to people in the 70s and 80s that were different than what's going to appeal to the modern generation. And I don't know if that translated over very well 30 years later. I, I think I think they just need to update the characters. And what I mean by that is. Keep the characters at the core of who they are, but make them in a 2020 world. Like, make Miss Piggy like a, a social media influencer. You know what I'm talking about? Like, completely updated, and that way people can resonate with it. Because it's really hard, much like we had with the Star Wars discussion we had months ago, it's really hard to connect with something that wasn't created for you. Right. You yeah. know I mean? Exactly. So. Exactly. I mean, and, and, and it there is... 
one of the things that Disney Plus has, they have franchises that are generational spanning. So, yeah. you know, they, they are dealing with trying to bridge generational gaps, and that's a lot easier said than done. And they've they've got to deal with that whole thing. And I mean, you know, what appealed to what made Star Wars great in 77 may not be what the kids of 2021 are into and vice versa, that sort of thing. So it's a difficult thing. But I mean, Disney is is one of the best. I mean, they've been around longer than anybody. So if anybody knows how to do it, it's them. Well, shout out to the CEO of Disney, Mrs. Ungar. Yeah. Shout out to Mrs. My wife, the CEO of Disney. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. When am I getting that uh, that new car, babe? Soon, baby. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, you know, we've run through everything that we had on here uh, other than a couple of things. Before I get into what Patrick wanted to ask us, uh, I wanted to check with you guys. You guys watching anything new on any of these streaming services and or cable that you want to let the uh, nerds out there know about? Ray? Um, I watched. So I don't I, I watched a, a, a movie. Probably a lot of people won't watch. But on Amazon, Regina King had her directorial debut with the movie called One Night in Miami. I told you to watch that. You did. You did. And, yeah, and start people, that next time. Well, Just so <laughs> the incomparable PC Tunney texted me and said. Can you edit that um, out, Dave? Can you put that together? <laughs> no, that stays PC. But I, I would say, and it it's a it's a fantastic movie. It's a look in the, in the lives of one night with four friends, Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, the night he beat Sonny Liston the first time, uh, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke, and it's fantastic. Do you want to know the one thing that I was disappointed with? What's that? It wasn't longer. It was, it was, a, it was a crisp 90 minutes. It's because it came from a stage play, so you know those things are crisp. But I, it could have been longer, yeah. I'm being, I'm being facetious. It was excellent. I wanted more of it. The, the gentleman who played, and his name is totally escaping me right now, and I did look it up, and I can't remember. And dear God, please don't complete this pass. Don't throw, oh my God, he caught it. What the fuck is going on right now? I can't, okay. The guy who played Jim Brown, speaking of football, was excellent Al, in the movie. Aldous Lewis or something like that? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He's fan. Has, and, what I, and if you watch the movie, you, if you know anything about all four of those gentlemen in real life, they have very distinct accents, and they got the accent, like the diction, the way Muhammad Ali talks, the way Jim Brown kind of talks like this, and 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 Malcolm, it was, it's fantastic. And so that's the one thing I've caught recently. Um, I've been meaning to catch Outside the Wire and Lupin on Netflix. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I've been meaning to catch that too. Um, but yeah, Netflix. I know you talked about this a couple weeks ago. Got something new every week, so always something to watch. PC, I know you're beside yourself with what's going on oh, with the game. One more thing. Oh, good. One more thing. When Laz decides he wants to fucking text me right now because his stupid motherfucking Buccaneers are winning. That's bullshit, by the way. So fuck him. Total uh, BS. Check, check out and the I, trial of the check out the trial of the Chicago Seven. Oh my god, fantastic! And uh, season three of Disenchantment is also out on Netflix. And in the wrestling world, Bianca Belair's Chronicle came out. It is amazing. And you, I promise you, you won't expect what you what you'll see. So catch that. And uh, I'm going to say because I know we're going to talk wrestling just a little bit here. Um, show I watched recently, and I don't watch a lot of stuff, but I caught this on Netflix, a brand new series called Surviving Death. I don't know, PC, if you've checked this thing out, or Ray, if you have, if you are, go ahead, PC, you got something to say? I have it on my list. I don't know if I can watch it. Why? 
I just don't like stuff like that. If you are remotely interested in this topic, which the it's six episodes, it's not a long series. The first episode deals deals with NDEs. It's interesting stuff. It's always a, an interesting topic as to the science behind whatever's going on. And then parts two and three deal with mediums. If any of that stuff is remotely interesting to you, and it's always been an interest to me, highly recommend this show. It's really good so far. It'll make you think. Even if you're a complete skeptic, there's stuff in there that will make you think. I highly recommend this show. Uh, check it out. It's 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 you, you know it's fascinating stuff. Uh, but let's get to what Patrick had as a question because Ray brought up wrestling, and we've got the Royal Rumble taking place a week from now. We got a lot of news about WrestleMania last week that it's going to Tampa this year. It's going back to Texas next year, and then it's going to come to L.A. the year after that. Hopefully the pandemic's done by then. Lots of rumors that they're going to have 30,000 people in Raymond James Stadium for both nights of WrestleMania this year. But before we get to that, we got to get on the road to WrestleMania. That's the Royal Rumble next week. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be in the Thunderdome. I was really hoping they'd have fucking fans of some sort at the Thunderdome. I mean, how hard would that have been? Take out a few rows of freaking monitors, Vince. Get some people in there. Doesn't sound like that's going to happen. Patrick wanted to know our picks for the Royal Rumble. Guys, what do you got? Who's winning the men's? Who's winning the women's? This, of course, I will make a disclaimer on the behalf of Tunney and myself, who will be previewing this later on this week. This is a very preliminary on-the-cuff prediction. Subject to change. Card subject to change, guys. Tunney and I reserve the right to change our opinion later on this week. PC, who do you got winning the men's and women's if you had to call it right now? CM Punk and AJ Lee. Jesus Christ. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> wow. I, I suspect we will get different opinions from Mr. Tunney later on in the week. I can't blow my load this early in the week. Are you kidding me? I got like 94 controls to do before Sunday. Well, shit, so, so do I. So are we just going to ignore the question and change it? I <laughs> gave you my answer as of this moment in time. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Ric Flair and Fabulous Moolah. Wow. One of them's dead, Ray. If mine really wanted to come back and win the Rumble, they would, Ray. Come on. Yours, no, not so much. That's that's You're right. Okay. I will I will give my prediction happily because I, my prediction isn't going to change. Um, I do believe this is the year Daniel Bryan gets his thank you run and wins the Rumble in that regard. And I do believe we are headed to Bianca Belair winning the Women's Rumble and going to face the boss, Sasha Banks. I got to agree with you, Ray, right now. that That's what I'm thinking as well. I'm thinking Debray on the men's. And yeah, Bianca Belair is the best choice. I mean, really, on the women's. Who else is there? I, mean, I wouldn't be mad if it was Bailey, but I feel like they've cooled her off so much and taken her so far away from Sasha that it doesn't make sense for them to have that blow off anymore because the Hell in the Cell, nothing can be more perfect than that blow off in Hell in the Cell. Right, right. And, and I mean, really, I mean, who? The men are a little bit more difficult because you've got some options. You got Shinsuke, you got Cesaro. Shinsuke's already won. Could they actually put Cesaro over in this situation? Uh, you know, who's. But yeah, Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns seems like the match. Bianca versus Sasha. I don't think Bianca versus Asuka is. Asuka's just, I mean, whatever the hell has happened to her is just like, holy shit. Have I told you my book, my booking idea for Bianca versus Sasha? No. You know, they they tried to get tried to break the internet mentioning Cardi B, bring Cardi B in as the guest ring announcer. That might work. And trust me, Bianca and Sasha both have the attitude to match 
Cardi. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Jenny. I was hoping for more obstacle courses. Oh, well, that show was hilarious. So, yes, I'm with that, too. <laughs> yeah, that worked out well. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like the Daniel Bryan, Bianca Belair. That seems like a really solid choice right now. Uh, we'll, Biggie we'll... has a chance. Biggie Big got a shot. Biggie's got a shot as well. Braun Strowman might have a shot as a returning guy. Yeah, Braun would be good. You know, Are there any you know, surprise returns out there that could, that could shock the world and win this thing? Surprise. Cena. Yeah. Seth Rollins for sure. Seth, Seth Rollins, Rollins would absolutely. be a good choice. Um, John, John Cena, Drew McIntyre has zero opponent for WrestleMania. Why oh not have him wrestle? Cena versus Cena, McIntyre Cena, would be good. Cena's, Cena's going to be at WrestleMania. It's a done fucking deal. I've, so I've been, I've been on the belief train that we're going to get, and I know you kind of got, you guys are going to sigh or groan, but I've been on the belief train that we're going to get uh, Drew versus Sheamus. But you could still have Drew versus The Fiend. Or I hadn't even thought about Cena. But I don't think Cena at this stage of the game wants to even be in the main event, type like championship-wise. The, the main event is whatever Roman does at WrestleMania. So don't worry about that. But, if well, there's, there, but there's main events, right? There's the main event, and then there's main events, right? WrestleMania has multiple main events. But wait, but think about this. Cena versus Drew with a shot to break Ric Flair's record? I mean, I I, it makes sense, but I don't, I don't think he'd want it. That's night one. That's night one. Why wouldn't he? That's night one. Because Cena realizes he's done. Cena is, unlike a lot of these older guys who don't give back to the business and just want to come and just big themselves up, I sting. Now here's, Cena wants to put over other people. Here's the one name we haven't mentioned that is a very real possibility and will upend everything. Brock Lesnar returns, wins the Rumble. Who does he go after? Does he go after he, Drew to get revenge? He got for both. Yeah, he got or does for he both. go after Roman to say, fuck you, tribal chief, and fuck you, Paul. I'm not sitting at your table. I'm going to turn the table over. Any chance no, of that? I think the only reason that Rome, that that Roman is with Paul, or, or I should say that Paul is with Roman, is because Brock's not going to be back for a little bit. Oh, you say that, and then number 27 in the Rumble. Brock, <laughs> Brock, Brock Lesnar. Oh. Anyway, this is not yeah, this is not DWI. This is not Outsider's Edge. <clears throat> this is not Attitude of Aggression. This is Bandwagon Nerds. You've listened to us here on this Sunday afternoon. Before we let you kids go, uh, where can we check the two distinguished gentlemen? I am not giving my wife's Twitter handle out because I don't want you freaks to message her or Twitter her. Her account's protected. She doesn't need that annoyance. But PC Tony, I don't care about protecting you. Where can people check you out? Well, you can find me down on the corner, out on the street with Willie and the Po Boys, where they're playing. A little bring a nickel, little stamps feet. Uh, you can follow me at PC Tunny. Check me out all over the Chairshot.com, Chairshot Radio Network. Big things happening this week. Uh, we got some special guests for Chairshot Radio, and we're going to start doing some giveaways. So pay attention, people, to what's going on. Uh, those Platt Balazs 2020 shirts are hard to come by, kids. So we're going to be giving those away. <laughs> We're given away by the case. That's right. The whole case. <laughs> Just of- shut up and take it. Go away. <laughs> you could use them as a rag. You could use them as a car with them. Get this That's right, kids. Next week on Chair Shot Radio, we are giving away Plat Blast 2020 Sham Wows. It's going to be an awesome, awesome fucking thing, man. <laughs> Ray, Ray, at- where, Ray, where can people check you out at? Find me at It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in Dollars. I do hood rat stuff with my friends on Chair Shot as well. Outsider's Edge. Um, Three Man Weave, apparently. Um, of course, this show. And 
Head Trauma Thursday is the midweek mainstay. I can't use that other word Tony doesn't like. Uh, I'll let you boys. As for me, you can check me out on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G. And on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. Make sure you are checking out Bandwagon Nerds on Twitter at Bandwagon Nerds. Comes out every Monday. Make sure you're checking out Chair Shot Radio every single day of the week. 8 a.m. Eastern Time, 5 o'clock a.m. If you're an early riser here on the uh, West Coast, make sure you got all that stuff. Uh, Chairshot.com. Always. Use your head. Guys, you got anything left to talk about before we cut out of here? Tony's done. He just wants to watch the Packers and and see what happens with that. (laughs) Ray, you got anything? Well, you know, when I was a young reverend. All right. So anyway, that's how. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, you've been listening to Bandwagon Nerds, a part of the Chairshot.com, the Chairshot Radio Network. Always use your head. We will see you guys next week. Until then, stay safe. Maybe get out of the basement. Buy some t-shirts. Buy some t-shirts. Buy some ShamWows. They're going fast. We will see you guys next week. Until then, so long. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello world, here's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Tell us who first suggested the idea of reproduction without sex. Um, your wife? <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.